How can we learn from managing its history to create better environments where everyone has the opportunity to be happy? In 1991, Medellin was the most violent city in the world. In 2013, it was the most innovative. How? First, let's understand why it became the most violent city in the first place. What led to hired killers, drug traffickers, and social cleansing? It's 1540. The area was inhabited by indigenous populations, politically organized. In 1541, the Spanish arrived with African slaves. In 1875, Medellin has its first market, with an arrival station for the railways from Amaga and Antioquia. People are happier, and the market turns into a place of music, dancing, poetry, alcohol and games. However, religious and political authorities disapprove the situation, and associate it with crime and evil. The government starts separating territories for aesthetic reasons, poor people to one side, rich people to another. In the beginning of the 20th century, lots of people migrate from the countryside to Medellin, looking for better living conditions, they settle in neighborhoods, and the working class builds a collective voice of resistance. It's 1968, and 4,446 people are living in 695 slums. The government sets more requirements to buy a house, so more inequality. And here's where everything starts to fall apart. During the 70s, the feeling of insecurity and impotence towards crime stimulates the creation of self-defense groups, both legal and illegal, formed inside the most vulnerable neighborhoods. Death squads try to clean the society, chasing prostitutes, beggars, homosexuals and drug addicts. Various armed groups with hitmen control the neighborhoods and fight for territories. Drug dealing becomes a catalyzer to violence and crimes. Murders, bombs, and massacres are the daily situation in most neighborhoods. The clashes between groups become clashes between armies. In 1991, Medellin was the most violent city in the world. So, how did they also make Medellin the most innovative in 2013? During the 80s, numerous youth cultural groups of dance and drama emerged in every popular neighborhood. Their education is marked by alternatives to violence. Capildo Shiv Cariwak and Organización Indígena de Antioquia are two organizations created to recognize and help the indigenous population which were the most vulnerable. Grassroots communities joined forces with the city council, private companies, NGOs and churches to carry out projects that promoted coexistence. For example, the Seminars of Future Alternatives, where a high-ranking state official would visit the neighborhoods and listen and talk with the population about their needs and opinions regarding city issues. Or a TV program called Arriba Mi Barrio. It was the first time that television showed those neighborhoods to tell what people were doing for their lives, hopes and dreams, the community work and the young people committed to a better future. In 1991, the Colombian constitution recognizes the pluralism for the purpose of affirming the indigenous presence in Medellin and Antioquia helping families living in the city and recognizing their cultural background. In the 90s, an urban renewal revives the city center and creates inclusive and quality public spaces. The San Antonio Park, the Barefoot Park, the Metro and the Cable Car System, and many others. The policies for the recognition of African descent identities are the result of their fight for inclusion. A lot of strategic units were created to strengthen these communities. In 1993, the search blog kills Pablo Escobar, 
but the neighborhoods continued with a scenario of micro-wars. In 1994, in a neighborhood, the final agreement for peace and living in Medellin was signed, which led to the demobilization of 650 members of some militias. However, the conflict continues from 1995 to 2005, with paramilitary groups trying to eliminate the last supporters of the armed militias. Between 1998 and 2000, 25 non-aggression pacts are signed by the city hall in the neighborhoods. They organize conferences and workshops about peace and forge alliances between municipal bodies and economic associations. In 1998, a second political agreement for urban peace between a government and a group Movimiento Independiente Revolucionario Comandos Armados in some popular neighborhoods. 171 men and women surrendered their weapons and create the Corporation for Peace and Social Development, one of the most successful demobilization experiences in the country's history. The Communists 1, 8 and 13 are scenarios of multiple military interventions by the state to regain control of the territories. In 2003 begins the demobilization and disarming of 34 blocks of the United Self-Defense Forces of Colombia. From 2000 to 2010, the municipal administration developed different housing projects for families in geologically vulnerable places or victims of forced displacement. From 2004 to 2009, the projects of the library parks and quality colleges were developed as a set of strategies of different institutions to generate social fabric and sour new styles of coexistence. They bring together disjointed neighborhoods to foster the development of community life. In 2013, Medellin is the most innovative city in the world. Of course, the story is not as linear as I just told, but it allows us to understand the base reason for why Medellin fell down and how it got back up. From my perspective, it was about respect and recognition for other cultures, mindsets and ways of living. Y la satisfacción de que el sueño se cumplió Se trabajó para ello De lo malo te acordarás Y luego te reirás, eso es lo bello La oportunidad más grande que te dan Es la de poder volverlo a intentar Cuantas veces sea necesario No importa que te digan loco Después serás un visionario ah. 